<laughs> LOL. I'm literally trying to listen to last episode to like see when I like audibly get upset and I start like tearing up and I like oh my god I'm like doing it right now when I like start raising my voice up and I start like slowing it down and dragging it out and getting like I, I can't even like do it because I'm not that upset right now but I was <laughs> like when I get I don't know I just think it's embarrassing because I always see those videos where they're like that's not real like those especially like the Meghan Markle videos where they're like Megan, girl, if I didn't say her name, I don't really, if I didn't say her name right, I don't really give a fuck. Megan Markle? Is that it? I hope so. Um, because they're always like, she's faking her emotions. And I was, was always so gaslit by my parents, which is literally what makes me laugh so hard to try and cope with the trauma. Because they always told me that I faked a bunch of shit. But this is part two. Um, I <laughs> am dead. I just wrote a really good bio for the last episode. And I really like... I'm dead as fuck. My friends just texted me. They're listening to the episode that just dropped today. Um, cause it's a Thursday, uh, um, this episode I want to be called Breaking Branches and Burying Bones, because I feel like I'm gonna dive into the concept of moving away and trying to leave the past behind and how it's haunting and that's kind of why I started the podcast um so yeah a few things I didn't really get into in the last episode is like other family members that treated me like shit and why I started doing all these photo shoots and just not really loving myself because of my family and everything and just the gaslighting and the self-sabotaging and some other ways that like my privacy was just completely like invaded but yeah I guess I'll kind of start with like um I guess I'll I'm so scared for my friends to listen to that episode um just going back into how Everything that was going on, Grinder, Anthony, everyone being so mean to me, cutting myself, all this, I 
was the way that I was communicating on Grinder was at the time when I was um when I started on Grinder, I never met anyone. I was always too scared. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17 and y'all know that. So I would do these I would take nude photos all the time. I my mother would smoke in the backyard and I would take like nude photos in the mirror. And there were times where she was out there and I didn't see she was out there and I would like take a photo in the mirror and she clearly knew what was happening. But she never said anything until I started doing photo shoots in our basement. I did like professional, tasteful, nude photos. And she was so angry with me telling me like just degrading me so mean and it literally felt just like a punch in the face because I she knew everything at this time the time that she started yelling she openly was confronting me about this she knew that I why I went to therapy all of this like, I'm sure my dad told her about Grinder, And she just comes down there and she's, like, blaming me. Being like, you're such a whore. Like, stop. Not in this house. Pay your own rent. I don't love you anymore. Like, you're not the son I raised. Literally just being like that. So, I still did it. I mean, I did it until the day I left. But... I don't think they ever knew why I was doing it. I was doing it because when you spend a majority of your life feeling like your body isn't yours, it's very taxing. I was exhausted. Um, and I wanted to feel... Like, I could claim my body again. And obviously, it's very glamorized to, like, do the whole nudity porn thing. And I was like, this is a great way to have the upper hand again. So I did that for some time. And honestly, I mean, I wouldn't say it worked, but I wouldn't say it worsened it. Because I definitely feel more comfortable in my skin now. Not recently, yo. Having the... I'm so sorry. But having the ugliest tramp stamp. And these stick and pokes that I did as a young kid. It just ruins my whole appearance. And some of the scars I have now after the pox. Oh god. It's, it's a nightmare. I have to fix myself. Um, but yeah, I'm dead as fuck because girl, she would yell at me all the time. And these photo shoots were so good. I started doing these nude photo shoots on Instagram and everyone always shit on me so much in high school for being like that and doing that. And then all of a sudden it was like everyone went to college and then they were doing it and they were like, it's so artsy. And I was like, bitch, y'all shit on me in like made a bunch of fag jokes when I did it first, but 
It's fine now. No beef. Whatever. I guess we can move on. Soon you're going to be starting a podcast. But anyway, this episode is not about high schoolers. Okay. Yeah. And that's really when things started dividing and we weren't talking at all. And she would just shit talk me with my aunt. That's basically when I lost my mother. And I write a lot of poetry about it, lol. Um, because, as I said, I didn't say goodbye to my mother when... Who the fuck? Do you hear that? Someone's having loud-ass sex upstairs. Oh, God. Um, I don't know why this apartment complex is so noisy today. Um, anyway... Back to other family members. I had this cousin, Jen. Jen Lyons. And we used to be besties. She used to come over and she used to watch Pretty Little Liars with me. Yes, I was a Pretty Little Liars fanatic. I loved it. I thought it was the cuntest show on the planet. No lie. Um... And we would watch it together. But as time progressed, like, my sister would watch it with us. And, like, the seasons went on. And obviously everything became more, like, like modern. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, like, I guess you could say, like, gentrified in a way. But that's not the word that I'm looking for. Um, like, there was a lot of sex going on in the fucking scenes. And she was very religious. And obviously, we started drifting because of this. She would always take me to Michael's. We were so close, but, like, didn't know each other. And as I was becoming more myself, a lot of my family members, like, distanced themselves from me. They didn't understand. Like, at family parties, like... People would just, like, not understand. My parents would yell at me and be like, you can't wear nail polish to this party. You can't wear earrings to this party. We're going without you because you can't be there because you're going to make it all about you. They told me that. My parents told me that. Wearing makeup made everything about me. And that I just was an attention whore. And they made me feel so self-centered for feeling... For feeling like I never truly felt like myself. They beat me with a bat. With that one. But. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Dance Moms is getting real intense right now. Kelly's back. Um, So yeah. When I, I remember going on this trip with her, she was dating this man, she's married to this man now, and she has kids with him, they're definitely gonna grow up fucked up, I'm so sorry, but I'm not, it's so true, they're very religious, she married a pastor, I don't know what kind of church it, like, is, but it was giving very, like, molester vibes, like, priest, like, hitting on young boy vibes when I visited, We stayed at the parents' house. And I think they knew I was a little fruity because things got mad fucking awkward when we got there. 
we went to this carnival and everything. She, like, introduced me to everyone, and it was just so weird. And we went to their church, and it was, like, this, those, one of those, like, churches that just take your money and have these extreme performances and, like, singing. Now that I'm thinking about that, that was so weird, because I just saw a video about that on TikTok. It was so fucked up what they were doing. And it was literally, like, by cornfields in Pennsylvania somewhere. And I was like, oh, my God, the fact that people live like this. And he worked at this church. And she, I don't even know why she brought me. I don't even know how I got this invite. I literally drove with her to go, like, meet his family. I'm pretty sure it was, like, for the first time, too. And we, like, all went out to dinner. But she literally, like, stopped talking to me after I came out as gay. And has never spoken to me since. Because of it. And she has her own kids. And that makes me so sad because imagine, like, like her, like when I said her kids are going to grow up fucked up because they're never going to give them a second to breathe. They're never going to let them express themselves. Like, they're going to grow up to be these bland, vanilla, like, like, just whitewashed people that don't know anything and they live in Florida like my god I'm so scared for them and I was so nice to her she came home to visit one time and just barely acknowledged me like to my face and would like whisper and be like why does he have an earring and I was like girl why do you have a fucking earring bitch anyway I'm dead as fuck. This is turning so aggressive. Because my family be pissing me off. And, like, you know what question always, like, gets me going? Not in that way. I don't know why I said it like that. What question, like, like gets my brain, like, my blood flowing? And, well, that's... Why does everything sound so weird right now? My... What are those, like... Oh, God... What are those, like, gears, my gears turning in my brain? Like, does my grandmother know I'm gay? I've always thought about calling her because she, they, my family has gaslit the fuck out of me. And they told my grandmother, like, I just, they didn't tell her anything. She just thinks I, like, left and was, like, a complete bitch. And, like, just, there was no reason for leaving. But I don't think she, like, when I missed a holiday, she'd be like, where's Frank? And they would just be like, he didn't want to come. And I'd be like, girl, why are you trying to, like, do this to me? So she is going to die hating me. I called her yesterday because she's had, like, she had another stroke recently. She had, she's had two strokes now. And my family is so against covid that she was in the hospital and they had like COVID protocols and my parents took her out of the hospital after she had a fucking stroke and brought her home and none of them are vaccinated and they just like are literally like Republicans and when I said that to my mother's face she got so mad at me 
But like, why, girl? Why are you getting so mad? Anyway. So I've always had this thought of like calling my grandmother and like telling her what I actually thought. Maybe I'll make her listen to my podcast before. But I feel like if she passed away, no one would call me. Like when she had a stroke, no one called me. And I was like, um, like not even my sister, none of my brothers, no one did. Again, back to the family forever, like bullshit. Like girl, and the fact that my parents put so much pressure on me and was like, you're a raging alcoholic when to be honest, my older brother is so much worse than me. Like, girl, I just always feel like they had an axe to grind against me. Like, I have gotten a few accidents, which were never really my fault. They were hit and runs, or it was just like a parking ticket that I had. And literally, they would take my car for getting in trouble at school and make me walk to work. And make me get a ride with, like, the weird kids at school. Or, like, again, get a ride with, like, Anthony. Like, that's fucked up. That was so fucked up. And they never apologized. We have never spoken about it since it came up really at therapy. No one's apologized. No one's, like, asked me how I am. We just danced around the fire. Whenever I bring it up, I won't even say I dance around the fire. Whenever I try and bring it up, it's just shut it down. And I struggle a lot with, like, gender dysmorphia. And they would never let me have the time of day. They just never asked me, like, real things. Like, there was just a, a, there was no genuine connection. My parents wonder why things went so south. It's because there was just never any communication to start with. They wanted to say that I never talked. We never had a relationship to start. When I came out, they never asked me anything. I enjoyed makeup, and they like tried to force me into liking something else instead of just letting me be. Like, it was so fucked up. Every day I think about it, I realize... Because I'll take a call from my father. When I first moved here, I didn't. But when I take a call from my father now, it's like, how's the weather? What's going on? Like, I'll be like, can I get the health insurance? It's just like, functional things. I went home for Thanksgiving. Nothing. I saw them. Not my mother, but it was literally like, it was like nothing, which breaks my heart because I don't even know. I can't even remember a good relationship, to be completely honest. But I I just hope that with time, things get resolved. I know it's never going to be perfect, and I don't expect that. I completely don't even want that because it's not perfect. It can never be perfect but yeah my cousin was so fucking mean to my ass 
We had a lot of fucked up cousins, too. But... Yeah, <laughs> lol. <laughs> a lot of my cousins are Republican, so I'm wondering what they think about me or what they say about me at the holidays now that I'm gone. Eh. They probably shit on me. It's funny because my mom's side's Republican and my dad's side is liberal. LOL. That's why I get along with my dad's side better. I never got to see my dad's side growing up, though. My mother always took charge. She was such a cunt. Such a cunt. Period. And another thing that really fucked me up was how all my friends were still friends with Anthony after I explained everything to everyone. I, like, went through this whole mental breakdown phase where I would post, like, blatantly obvious poems on Snapchat. And, like, it would be such a cry for help. And no one would, like, respond or say anything. And all my friends would literally just be like, okay, and go and, like, talk to Anthony. And I just, it was such an awkward situation. Because I feel like by the end of my high school experience, like, everyone knew. But, like, no one talked about it. Like, the silence culture in Ohio was crazy. And that's when I started piercing my ears. Piercing my ears was a, was literally self-harm. I would pierce my ears up and down and let them get infected and be in the worst pain all the time. My ears were literally purple at all hours of the day. And I would sleep with the earrings in. Because I got off on the pain. I loved it. And no one ever thought anything of it. I just think it's... I always think about how crazy obvious it was. Looking back at it now. Like, one of my poems that my mother read was literally called My Suicide Letter. It was an inspiration off Billie Eilish's Before I Go. And just LOL, no one talking about it. Which is another reason why I get so pissed off when I think about my family. Because I take responsibility for my own actions. But, like, my brain is so blurred to the point that I just don't know where to accept responsibility anymore. In the past, I mean, now I know how to accept responsibility because I've had so much practice with it. But looking at the past, I'm so traumatized that I can't remember it correctly and then I don't know what to fucking take responsibility for. So, I don't know what they want me to do. Another fucking thing that my mother did that was so invasive was... I went on vacation, you guys, and while I was gone, my cousin, who always slept over, was there. His name's Quinn. Him and my sister would always get along. He was kind of strange. Whatever, if you're listening, Quinn, you're strange. LOL. Um, my mouth is so dry from this medication, bro. I'm like, do you hear me? <laughs> 
LOL. And I can barely sit up, bro. And I have to work tomorrow. Um, she fucking... I had a dildo. <laughs> Let me drink some water. Yo. Oh my god. I almost threw up. I fucking had a dildo. Like, this is so off topic, but like, honestly, ma, this shit was huge. Um, but that's not the point of the story. Oh god, this medication does make you dizzy. Label wasn't lying. Hello? Is anyone out here? And my mother. Sorry, I'm walking to the bathroom. My mother, like, didn't even ask me. I went to Maine with the gays. It's our annual trip. And homegirl, like, let my um, cousin sleep in my bed without asking me. Knew about, like, the weird, like, she knew about, like, Anthony. Just all that drama. It's like, yeah, let's just put... Let's just invade his space again. And found my dildo and threw it out and never said anything. So, like, I get home from vacation. I I plan this vacation. Um, LOL. And just <laughs> didn't tell them. I just paid for it and quit my job and went on this vacation. Best thing I ever did. The f- taste of freedom when you're young is insane. And I went on this trip, and I came back. Didn't talk to them for, like, the entirety of being gone. And come back looking for, like, my dildo. Looking for a good time, because obviously I wasn't fucking anyone. And it's just gone. I swear to God, I spent a whole week looking for it, and... I brought it up to her ass. And she, like, lied to my face, I remember. Literally was like, I... No, that didn't happen. And I was like, girl, then where the fuck would it go? And I ordered a new one, so, like... Because... I'm dead as fuck. I'll overshare. I would take long-ass showers. And this witch would turn the water pressure and the water heat down while I was in there and bang on the door and wouldn't let me shave she'd literally be like she would buy my sister razors and when I asked no I would like borrow my sisters because whatever I didn't think it was that gross at the time now of course I think shaving razors are fucking disgusting unless you're like sexually sleeping with this person like then you're being disgusting anyway together so whatever but sharing razors at the time was normal and she just wouldn't fucking buy me razors cause she said it was like feminine and I was like girl what does that even mean okay And I, like, when I first started discovering, like, myself, I didn't know what douching was. So, like, 
lol there was like a time in the shower this is so like dirty but like it's fine it was a big deal though like there was some mud on the helmet and let's just say it didn't wash down the drain all the way and a homegirl like suspected what it was and yelled at me and said I could never use that bathroom again and lol that's such an overshare but like hopefully it brings some giggles because <laughs> it was so traumatizing and we just never talked about it we would always bring up these problems and just never fucking talk about it sorry I'm trying to get off the toilet and it really hurts <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but anyway we could talk about Olivia next going into the family tree Olivia and me were like the best of friends and we always got along we always had laughs and giggles and we worked together I got a job there first and then all of a sudden Anthony was working there and like Olivia just obviously I was never going to tell the toilets sorry I feel so sick. There's a pimple on my face. I'm like breaking out too. LOL. I'm literally just gonna like jump in the tracks later. Um, but yeah, we were like really good friends and like now I just don't talk to her. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get back into bed. Now you guys can see how weak my body has become. Don't trust men. LOL. LOL. But, <laughs> but, so, yeah, I remember Olivia as this fun girl. And then she went to Beaumont, and then she was really stressed out all the time because her mom was so mean to her about her grades and everything because she put so much pressure on her to get into, like, a good college, yo. And then she literally went to John Carroll. I don't know. <laughs> y'all, if y'all don't know what John Carroll is, it's this Jesuit college. And, like, girl, it's like, why? Why would you go there? Like, that is not what Olivia needed. She's just surrounding herself with, like, She's doing the same thing that her parents did by staying in Ohio. She's going to grow up to be exactly like them. And that's why I hate her now. She's such a Republican. And that's not even, like, why I hate her. She just is very religious now and, like, hates me because of how honest. She, like, slut shames people. And I've heard that she calls me, like, a whore all the time because her friends, like, Frank sleeps with men with for money that's so gross like that's how he makes all his money and that's such a fucking bullshit lie like I worked my ass off but sorry that you don't have characteristics girl like trauma that brings in a new perspective to like accept others and realize that life isn't fucking black and white like the fact that my family members are all surrounding themselves with people like that Makes me so upset. But. 
I guess I'll move on. I'll make a new family in New York. Come on. Shout out Jill. My new family in New York. Um... And yeah, so towards the end of my time at home, I was, I, I got in this huge fight with my parents because I wasn't going to college and they were, they acted so surprised when I said that as if they didn't want to go to graduation with me because I was wearing makeup. Like, no wonder I was so traumatized with school. Because they never had my back for anything. I'd, like, fight about gay rights. And they would just be like, um, we're on the other side. Because you're just being too loud. And I'd be like, um, okay. So, I didn't go to college. And I had this plan about moving to New York. And my dad was like, um, how are you going to do this? Like, what's your plan? And I was like, I'll figure it out. Because that's how independent I became. I did it by myself. Because, like, there was just no one there. I asked my best friend's mom to co-sign an apartment for me. Co- what is the fucking word? Oh my god. Girl... I can't even believe that I got on this lease. What is the word? Guarantor. There it is. Um, to guarantor this apartment for me. Sign as my guarantor. And homegirl, like, lied to my face and was like, let me think about it. And just, like, waited so long to give me an answer. Because I was so desperate to leave. Because I was so unhappy. My parents were, like, making me shovel the driveway. They were, like saying I wasn't working enough, telling me to go buy my own groceries, telling me to cook my own dinner, eating dinner without me, like, stupid shit like that. Like, even when they did cook dinner, they'd eat without me. And, like, I would do, like, my makeup, and they would still harass me about it. I was like, girl, I've been doing this for so long now. It's not anything new. Like, LOL. And, like... It was just weird, weird, weird. And everyone was living in the house at this time. My brother moved back home, both of them, because one dropped out of college or failed out of college. I don't really remember. Flunked is what we always say at holidays. So I, it probably is that. The other, like, COVID ruined his professional gaming or whatever. So he moved back in. Um... And we were like, I had gotten my own room and I bought like a bigger bed because my brother moved out. So we, my sibling Jack was going to move upstairs and I was going to stay in that room. We were fine with that. So I bought a new bed and everything and redid the room. And so when everyone was moving back, they were like threatening to like, like take my bed away and like make me share a room again and stupid shit like that and they were always threatening to like switch high schools put me in public schools because I was so ungrateful 
to go to a Catholic boys' school and just stupid shit like that. And eventually, they, um, no one, my brothers are older than me, and they have always, like, gone back into the house, left again, come back, and never had to pay rent when they lived at home. And then all of a sudden, when I turned 18, and I got in this huge fight with my dad, because my dad's a banker, and he opened my bank account when I started working and put his name on the bank account. So when I, I couldn't like move the money myself. I couldn't touch the money in the bank account. So he would like put all of it in the savings. And we got in this huge, huge, huge fight because I was like, I'm turning 18. I want the money. And he was like, no. And I was like, it's literally my fucking money. I fought so hard for this. Like, what is going on? Like, it's mine. I deserve it. LOL. Dance Moms is getting so crazy. What is going on? Anyway, so I was literally like, I need my money. And eventually, I got it after cussing him out. We always got in these cussing wars because I was so mad at them at this time. And, oh my god. LOL, it's such a good dance. And it's so hot in here. Um, I'm getting so delusional right now. LOL, I shouldn't say that. That's gonna tarnish my credibility. But anyway, I did get my money back. And I spent all the savings I had that he saved up just to piss him off. And I slayed for that, honestly. Because, whatever. So, when I graduated and I had spent all this money, I didn't have a job. So, I started working in retail at Nordstrom. But I'll go into my experience at Nordstrom more in the employment episode. And I was working full-time, yo. It wasn't, like, um, restaurant shift. It was, like, a full day of work. And I... I was making decent money when I was working as a sales associate. But then I started visual merchandising, so my pay really went up. And my mother wasn't working. And she was like, you guys need to, like, pay rent. And I was like, girl, it's threatening to make me pay rent and pay for groceries while I'm living at home. And none of my other brothers ever had to do that. But all of a sudden, when I turn 18, now it becomes a thing. I was like, that is so unfair. And they just, like, hated me at the end. It was it turned so bitter. And I'm dead as fuck. I mean, I escaped then and there. Because I 
ruined my credit score. I tried to open up a bunch of credit cards to get more money, and I fucked up my credit score, so I couldn't get on a lease myself. So that's when I was asking my friend's mom, but then she said no. And I finally, finally found that sublet, which is how I was escaping my family. And I packed up, and I didn't say goodbye to anyone. I know I already talked about that in the second episode. But my mother mm -mm, did not say goodbye to her. Not at all. I mean, I got to see my father before I left, but I really didn't say goodbye to him either. I remember the, like, the lighting, the weather, the feeling. Oh, God, it was so... Ooh. So traumatizing. Oh, golly. And then when I came back and I literally got in that fight with him out on the lawn, we had smoked weed on the drive there. I didn't, but everyone else did. And, like, the car just reeked of weed. And my dad was out there, and I know my mother was, like, looking through the window. I could just feel it. Maybe she wasn't. She probably was sleeping. She always slept in. (laughs) But... I did get more of my clothes that day, and then we left and said goodbye. I literally called him with, like, a 24-hour advance. I was like, yeah, I'm coming tonight. We're driving to be there in the morning. And, yeah, I saw them for, like, 20 minutes, and then we left. That story was crazy. We rented a car to do that, to get my clothes and bring it to New York. I still have so much clothes left in Ohio, and I kind of want to go get the rest of it. But I'm, like, so broke. I'm hoping this podcast, like, brings me fame and fortune. Please. I will literally talk about all my drama. Like, I kind of am at this point. LOL, we're almost, like, through most of my drama. I feel like I'm just going to, like, have a heart attack after I record all my traumatic experiences. Because, like, what else is there to talk about? I don't know. I'm going to talk about Ignatius. I know that. That's probably going to be the next episode. (laughs) I'm going to talk about my poetry. I know that's what I'm going to talk about. And my work history. My work history was crazy as fuck, though. Um, What else happened to my family? It's so hard to, like, go back into those memories. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, that was such a long silence. Do you ever just, like, think about vacations as a kid? White Lotus was making me think about this. How, like, you went on vacation with your cousins. And it just seems so vivid and, like, colorful back then. But you look at it, you think about it now, and you're like, that was so weird. Because we always went to Michigan. We never had anything good. So that was, like, a good thing that my parents did was, like, raise me to, like, not expect too much. Which was, I mean... Not saying that in, like, a bad way, not to expect too much, but, like, 
We don't have a lot of money. I grew up like... I grew up like... In an acute house. My mother spoiled me a lot. And then turned into a bitch overnight. And we fought all the time. And she tried to take away everything that she gave me. And everything. I don't know. I mean, I'm so much like her, so... Which scares me. Which is why I think we hate each other so much. Because we're so much... We're such a mirror image. LOL, we're such a mirror image. I think she wanted to go to... No, I don't think she did. I was going to say, I think she wanted to go to New York. But she's too much of a a red, right-winged woman to... Um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really think it's relevant to talk about my cousin's, like, my other cousin's, like, history of, like, going to, like, prison shit like that. I mean, I don't think that's really relevant. So, what did I learn from all this family experience, this family drama? I guess... I'm still learning from it, but obviously I'm still learning from it if I have to make this podcast to get over it, but I just, it makes me really question, like, if I should have kids. I mean, obviously, if I were to have kids, I would want to be better than what I remember my parents as, um, but... I think having kids might be ruined for me, which is the inappropriateness that went on in the family in the family tree for me. I mean, it feels so like uncomfortable. It feels like wearing jeans to bed, which is so annoying to say because I'm sure someone I love could convince me to have kids with them, but I would I always have this fear that I'm just gonna turn into what happened like I dwell too much on the past so yeah I mean that's scary and when I do get married I mean I'm at the point where I'm like I don't want to invite my family but then it's like who would you invite to your wedding that's Well, obviously your friends, but, like, I'm thinking right now, if I were to get married tomorrow, who would I fucking invite? That's such a scary thought. Everyone want... um, Yeah, everyone would want to be invited to that wedding. That wedding would be crazy. Um, But, yeah, my parents also, like, gaslit the fuck out of me and, like, made me think that I just didn't have anxiety. Like, I would have panic attacks in front of them, and they'd, like, be like, no, you're lying. And I'd be like, um, okay, let me get over it. So I would just completely... Another reason why my depersonalization is so bad. Because I would just ball it all up. Not process it. So. I just... Wish... 
that things were a little easier on me. I mean, even now when I call my father and I'm like, I need the health insurance shit, he'll be like, why? Why are you getting blood work done? And it's like, why do, like, take a fucking guess. Like, hello? Because I'm having sex, yo. I live alone. Am I not allowed to experience life? LOL. <laughs> like, the fuck? And I feel like... Vivid, haunting memories I have as a kid. This is, like, I just popped this out of nowhere, but, like, it's coming back to me. Like, Minecraft is so nostalgic. We used to play that with the cousins all the time. Like, my mom's side. Well, like, when everything bad was happening. We would play Minecraft all the time. And we would do, like, stores. Like, we would have grocery stores and a hotel. And we were so obsessed with, like, murderous kids. That always frightens me. Why is America so obsessed with murder? We were literally, like, groomed growing up. There was a show called Who Done It we watched. And, like, I was so obsessed with it. And, like, I'm always... I'm always... I'm always convinced that, like... I don't know. I mean, intrusive thoughts are a scary thing sometimes, if you know what I mean. But, like, we always had chalk stores, too, outside, and we played wizards. I mean, we were always creative kids, yo. I don't understand what went so wrong. I don't understand how the world got so fucked up. Um... But, yeah, and we always played Clue, too. We always filmed a lot of horror movies. I'm just trying to, like, understand all of this right now. I wrote a lot of scripts as a kid. I think that was kind of my escape, too, of just the trauma that was going on. That was my escape. Writing. But the fact that I had to develop that so young as a kid was crazy. I feel like I'm burned out now because I had to do it so young. Which fucking pisses me off, but it's fine. So. Oh, fucking well. I don't know what else to talk about in my family. Maybe I'll pause real quick and brainstorm. Or maybe I should just end it. Should I just end it? No one has come to visit me since I moved here either. Like, LOL. None of my family members. I try and convince my sister. But she's so, like, such... I'm so sorry. She's such a kind. I'm like, girl, come. And my parents would always... Stop us from hanging out. Like, we had such a good relationship. We watched all of Dance Moms and, like, had funny jokes all the time. Um, like, as a kid. 
and then all of a sudden it was like they didn't want me to hang out with her. They wouldn't let me hang out with her. And I was like, girl, okay. Even now I'll try and call her and they'll get fucking like pissed at me. But like, whatever. I just hope she gets out of Ohio because if they keep her in Ohio, it's game over for her. I'm always so scared that she's going to get like religious and fucking weird and like harass some poor gay kid on her campus. Because a lot of people like harass her about me already. And that's also what pissed me off because everyone always knew what was going on. Like, knew that I was getting bullied and just none of my family members did shit it was always like let's just forget about it let's not bring it up so because everyone always sends my nudes around and shit and my sister's like embarrassed about it but like why that's not even your life hun <laughs> so, I don't know. I just wish other people had the courage to stand up like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, most of the personality in the family kind of went to me. So I feel bad for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah even on my birthday nobody texted me now that I think about it no one really sent me a gift either but whatever I literally more vivid memories is we used to go to this church all the time my mother would scream at my ass like, getting in the car with them was so annoying, getting ready for Christmas. Like, oh, God, it was the worst. And it would just be, like, this candlelit, like, beige church with, like, this mosaic, like, dome ceiling and, like, this huge nativity scene, like, life-size. In, like, Cleveland, Ohio, yo. On the east side, it wasn't even, like, a downtown church. It was, like, just a big-ass church. And just, I would get in trouble for not praying at the table. Everything was so force-fed as a kid. So, just inconsiderate of other people. You can tell how pissed off I am from just talking about my family for so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, and what's also annoying is the people that do try and reach out, there's just no bond there still. So, like, it's awkward. So I, like, still feel weird as fuck about it. Like, why are you texting me? Like, we've never really talked. And if you do, like, want to reach out, like, it's just not a genuine relationship. So... Or, like, you just black out, like, certain memories of me. Like, you're just not... They don't... They're, like, not texting the right person. They're not texting the person they think they are. 
you know? So, I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, moral of the story on this, on these two family podcasts is there's definitely a lot more that I could go into. I mean, I tried to get the gist of it, um, which is how fucking rude everyone was all the time. But I've moved on. I've moved to New York, and it might all be mentally hitting me now, but that's why I have people that I love around to talk to. So, so I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, emotionally heal this year and, like, just get over these stupid childhood curses I also was always so like obsessed with like horror movies as a kid why because I like don't like them now well actually now that I'm talking about it I kind of do want to watch a horror movie but like but like I was such a demented child like the fuck was going on But, so, yeah, moral of the story, family does not get to beat you down all the time. Don't let that happen. You got to put yourself first sometimes. It's what life's about. You really, no one's there for you except yourself. Whether you're depersonalized, depersonalized, what? Why can't I say that? Derealizing, not depersonalizing. Why is that sounding so weird? De- unless you're derealizing or not. You're there for yourself. You're the only one there for yourself. So, But I love you guys. Thank you again for listening to this brainstorm. Um, and yeah, I can't believe this was an hour-long podcast. Period.